the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock starts to kick back And hey, yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that And feel like you in the game playing for real It's like royalty, so nil It's like hot one, hot two NFL fans, welcome to another edition of This Week in the NFL here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. I am your co-host, the Cowboy. We apologize for missing last week. Um, 100% on me. Busy schedule is what it is. We apologize. But we're back. Your three-man booth is here, joined by Mr. John D'Amato and Mr. Cowboy Senior. So, Senior, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. Um... You watch football, we, it proves that we really love football because our team is dead last in the entire AFC and John's team is down. But I still thoroughly enjoy my Sunday. I love football. I love watching the NFL. It always delivers. We're going to we're gonna get into the week, but it delivered plenty of excitement like it always does. And I was literally entertained from 9.30 a.m. till 11.30 p.m. What more can you ask for? Well, I'll tell you what more you can ask for. This weekend doing all that, but the night before, the three-man booth getting together in the world's most famous arena for UFC 295. Nothing could be be better than this coming weekend. I am pumped. Big weekend, baby. Big weekend. Agreed, senior. Well said. I love your positive attitude. And when I think positivity, I think about the guy I'm going to pass it to next. John, how's it going, my friend? Energized <laughs> uh, uh, off the bye week, and uh, yes, <laughs> I second everything that uh, Senior said. It's gonna be great to see you guys, and uh, despite the uh, our disastrous uh, teams, in a way, it's kind of a relief. Uh, you know, our seasons are over, and we could just sit back and watch as uh, all the dominoes as everybody else. Uh, we could watch everybody else suffer. Some, some. Uh, some uh, fans uh, are going to suffer in December. Uh, you know, ours came uh, very early in, in October and November. So uh, it's going to be interesting. And just like Senior said, uh, as bad as things are, when it was about uh, 4 5 on Sunday, what, uh, you know, uh, who would have thought uh, out of all the games, watching the end of uh, the Texans' uh, Bucks, which was one of the best games of the year, and also watching the. Uh, you know, the end of the Vikings uh, uh, game over the Falcons. That's the thrilling right there. You know, when you're just watching and you got nothing on the line, you know, you you don't care about how bad your teams are or whatever. You're just watching and it's, there's nothing more entertaining than that. Just to, but that's why we do this. So Yeah, yeah absolutely. NFL always saves us. So yeah. yeah, and at the end of the day, guys, when you count the rings for these two franchises, the number's, the number's not, not low. So... These yeah, down years, these down years the are the, some some franchises. This is just every year, so yeah, it is yeah. what it is. You, you don't want to live on memory lane too long. Uh, <laughs> to, to quote a great uh, TV show, uh, "Remember when" is the lowest form of conversation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. So yeah, let's get right into it. Great, great week of football, and. It's it's you know where to start. Let's start let's start in Germany. Um, on paper, game of the week coming in, first place Dolphins versus first place Chiefs. I really felt like we didn't we didn't have the conversation um, we didn't have the show last week, but I really felt like coming this, into this game that it was really two teams with something to prove, right? Miami, <coughs> excuse me, Miami looking to prove 
that they're not a team that just beats up on bad teams and can't beat a good team, right? Because that's that that's kind of what it looks like. Flashy offense, but probably don't have to worry about them in the playoffs. And the Chiefs coming off a pretty pretty disastrous loss to to the to the uh, to the Broncos, right? Like, uh, nobody saw that coming. We certainly didn't see that coming. Where their offense was just horrible against what coming into that game had been the worst defense in the league. So two teams coming in with something to prove. Watching the game, my personal analysis is, I kind of th- I th- I think that's the wrap on the Dolphins. I think they're the uh, the team that. You know, you put them in there with some of these sad sack franchises, as as an example, Denver, they score 70 points. They look great. But when the going gets tough against another playoff team, I don't think they're quite there yet. And I think, you know, only only putting up 14 in this game and two and not looking great kind of proves that out for the Chiefs. I think we just need to kind of adjust our expectations for the Chiefs. Um, regardless of what Mahomes said after the game, Mahomes said after the game, the offense is going to figure it out. I guarantee you the offense is going to figure it out. Maybe. But do they have to figure it out? Because this is a real defense. The Chiefs have not had a real defense. They've always been give up a lot of yards, a lot of points, and maybe make a play at the end. This is an actual good defense. So if the offense does come around, then, I mean, they're going to be real tough to beat. But as it is, I think you kind of almost have to make them the favorites in the AFC just based on how the defense is playing and based on having Mahomes. But that's those were kind of my takeaways from this game. Senior. Yeah, I agree with a, a lot of what you said. That is, they do have a big-time defense, and their offense has struggled. But you, looking at it from the Miami point of view, I mean, they had played two games this year prior to that against good teams and lost them and whipped the other the other five teams they played. But this wasn't like those other two losses. Uh, Philly and Buffalo steamrolled them. They were never in the game. This game, they did show some fight. I mean, they were down 21 nothing at halftime, and they had the ball at the end with a chance to tie it up. Their defense, if, if you want to say bad offense by the Chiefs, I guess you can say that, but you got to give their defense credit. They only, they gave up two touchdowns early. They, the, one, the other one was scored by the defense. And they had, if you're going to come back from 21 nothing, I mean, obviously you're relying on your offense, but the defense can't let the other team score much more. And they shut them down the rest of the game. So I think Miami can draw some positives from this. That, you know, they played with one of the big boys. And at least they hung with them. You know, they didn't get they didn't just get rolled like they did in those other two games. So I'll give the Miami defense some credit. The dif- the difference in the game was a defensive touchdown. And it really was a great play. That kid uh, McDuffie is good. And that was a great play stripping Tyreek. And then a real heads up play by the guy who picked it up. If he gets if he just plays it safe and gets tackled there, the Miami defense was stopping him. The, the Chiefs might not have scored, but that heads nice up lateral, lateral turning it in. Uh, I mean, it's ballsy, but it turned it it turned the play into a touchdown. Your defense scored for you. Know? That's your defense really doing a great job, holding one of the best offenses in football to 14 and scoring seven. So kudos to the 
to the Chiefs' defense, but I don't think it's all gloom and doom in that game for Miami. If they would have got rolled again, I'd, I'd say that, but we'll see. But I think they can draw some positives from it. Especially considering, um, John, Miami leading the AFC least 0-4 week for the, uh, for the AFC least. Um, so they, they didn't even lose any ground. Uh, I'm I'm not a I'm not I'm not high on the Dolphins. Uh, although uh, yeah, I seen you made a good point how they how they fought back and everything. But until they beat somebody uh, decent, I'm I'm not gonna be uh, picking the Dolphins. But uh, if you want to play the look ahead and then head in the schedule, real soft. But then the, then that last three is uh, Dallas at home at Baltimore Ravens and uh, the finale is home versus Buffalo. So they they better have a nice lead before those. Uh, last three games uh, of the season. And uh, I, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not high on them until they, they actually beat somebody. So their, their schedule before those three games yeah. is re- really easy, really well, easy. Uh, the, 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 those two jet games could, uh, I see a split. I don't, I don't see them uh, sweeping. Uh, uh, I, I think the jets will get one of those, but the other ones, they should be, yeah, they, they should be able to whip the, like, like you got Vegas, Washington, uh, Tennessee. So before those last three, they they, they should, they, before the last three games of the season, they, they should build themselves a, a two. If they don't have a two game lead, then uh, they they might be looking at a wild card city. Yep, agreed, agreed. It's a uh, the the AFC East. I mean, it's Buffalo has a tough schedule, has a very very tough schedule. So it's like, you know, I mean, I feel like Miami is going going to win the division just based on um, based on the schedule. But it's it's they're not a super strong team, in my opinion. I am with you, John. Um, similar story, but not I don't know. I don't know if it's a similar story on paper. It's a similar story. Game of the week. What ended up being the game of the week and one of the best games so far this season. Uh, Dallas at Philly. The Cowboys couldn't quite get over the hump in this one, but kind, kind of similar to the Dolphins in that they had gotten thumped bad by um san francisco and in this game they hung right with philly and you could make the argument they deserved they deserved to win the game there was uh, some a little bit of shaky officiating i know that that goes both ways but um dak the two point had a two-point conversion where he stepped out of bounds when and he didn't have to step out of bounds that ended up kind of being the difference in the game but Really, really a great game, and it's a, it's such a strange season, senior. In that, like Philly, Philly, I guess by all by all accounts, right, is the best team in the league. I think you kind of have to say that. But I watch them, and I feel like every game they could lose. And walking wow. that like knife's edge is tough come playoff time. Like I feel like there's a real chance this year that you get like a five, six, or five, six, or seven seed in the Super Bowl. That it's just a crapshoot kind of year where a lot of these teams are pretty even. Um, it would not surprise me at all if Dallas were to play Philly in the playoffs and Dallas would beat them. I, I thought they looked like the better team out there. What do you think? Well, you know my commentary on that game. All year long, I mean, the, the Cowboys get so much coverage from the national media, like way more than any other team. I mean, if you watch First Take or any of those big time shows in the morning, they talk about the Cowboys uh, 
about as much as they talk about the rest of the NFL. It's 50% Cowboys, 50% the rest of the NFL, just because they're the Cowboys. And all you ever hear from all the talking heads is they're really good, but Dak never comes through for them. They, it's that thing that John talks about blaming everything on the quarterback. You get it all the time. Well, my take on this game was Dak probably had his best game of the year. Or probably he did. He played phenomenal. Okay, he stepped out of bounds on that play. But besides that, I mean, he threw all over him. He made a lot of clutch throws, a lot of big plays. The Eagles, the Eagles offense still does enough, even with uh, with Jalen looking, you know, definitely doesn't have his legs completely under him. He's kind of limping all around a little bit, but they still get it done. But they're eight and one. You got to call them the best team in football right now. But everybody has an Achilles heel. And what I just said about Dak having his best game of the year. Well, if you remember the week before, Thurston Howell the third, Sam Howell, threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns against the Eagles. I love their defensive front. They made the plays at the end of the game. They sacked Dak. Their defense against the run is unbelievable. But you got to start saying that their Achilles heel is their secondary. They're getting thrown all over. I mean, when every quarterback starts having their best game of the year against you, eventually it's not a coincidence. So they're, they're the best team right now, but you're right. You're right. It's an, the, 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 That's a flaw, and every team has a flaw, and you get make the tournament this year and you get a chance. I totally agree with that. Yeah, especially in the car in the in the modern day NFL, to 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 have pass defense be your Achilles heel is, is a tough is a tough look. Uh, John, as a and a, and a bit you know big NFC East uh, guy, what what were your thoughts here? I know I know I know there won't be bias toward either team. You hate them uh, both equally. Yeah, my first thought was how come. Is there any chance that both teams can lose? So that was uh, that was <laughs> once that's a, that once that's an impossibility. Yeah, it's just, it's rough watching the you know I hate watching a game like that. But uh, you have to admire uh, uh, both teams. Uh, and uh, I, I kind of go the other way to, with with you guys on Philly. I I think even though they're, they're kind of squeaking by and everything, I I think they're just going to get better. And uh, if if and uh, as the weather uh, gets uh, colder. It favors the teams with the uh, that that uh, you know what we always talk about the the teams that are best in the trenches and uh, Phillies uh, and these guys it seems like we're doing it forever I'm, I know people are sick of me talking about it but who who is it that that you know makes the big players on the defense line Brandon Graham and, and Fletcher Cox uh, you know for, for for like ten years uh, you know that's all that's all I talk about so. And, uh, and they've, the ad, they've added to that defensive oh, yeah, line. Jalen uh, Carter yeah, and Hassan Reddick. Yeah, for the next 10 years, we're going to be talking about Jalen Carter as, as Graham and uh, Cox, you know, finally go away. So I, I think uh, I think Philly's going to get better as the uh, as the weather, uh, you know, gets colder. They, you know, they'll probably have home field advantage. So, uh, you know, you know, with the, with the wind and weather stuff, uh, you know, it'll teams won't be able to throw in them. Uh, like they like to have been. I think they're going to shore that up. They always uh, kind of figure it out. So, and if you and if you want to play the schedule uh, game with them, uh, the the next five uh, they they got a lot of uh, got a lot of competition in the next five games uh, after that bye week. Uh, at Kansas City, Buffalo, a big uh, 49ers uh, game, which is going to be you know one of the games of the year. Then uh, at Dallas and uh, at Seattle, and uh, if they, if they got those through those five games, about three and two, they'll have uh, the home. Home field uh, wrapped up because the last they got three bye weeks uh, for the last three games of the year. Uh, 
uh, a certain team from New York, uh, Arizona, and then a certain team from New York again. They play them twice in the last three weeks. So uh, they're going wow. to be in good shape as far as. Uh, it's about as field. easy as it gets. So it's yeah. the Gi- Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Yeah, the last three. Yeah, so they're going they're, no. to be in good shape. They'll, they'll probably, maybe maybe you know, Kyler will get it done. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I think they'll be able to. Uh, there, there might even be two games where they'll be able to uh, rest uh, <laughs> well, the starters. If Oswald Cobblepot throws for 400 yards on him, <laughs> then I'd be concerned. <laughs> so, um, Philly on a bye week this week. Dallas, it's a glorified bye week. So the, the Giants are coming to Dallas. We're not gonna we're not gonna pick that one because we made a deal with John that we wouldn't talk too much about that game. But Dallas, Dallas. Um, barring, barring something crazy, biggest upset in football history type of deal. Uh, Dallas probably wins that game going away. Yeah. So uh, maybe, maybe Tommy DeVito has some, uh, connections is, you know, put, put a hit on uh Dak or, or a couple of key players. So. <laughs> That's all right. I think, I mean, you need, you need, maybe, maybe the, if, the whole offensive line, Dak and Lamb, then then they got a shot. But the um I I will say DeVito got better as that game as that game went on. He played a little bit better, but it's a real tough spot the kids in as an undrafted undrafted rookie on an offense without a bunch of wet without much in weaponry outside of Barkley. It's you know, no, nobody's gonna look good, most likely in that scenario. Um all right. Enough about that. So um, another game of the week type of game we had on Sunday night where the Bengals beat the Bills. Don't look now, but the Bills are sitting at five and four and um, I believe are the nine, the nine seed in the in the AFC playoffs right now. So if the playoffs started today, they would not be in. The Bengals have totally turned their season around um, with wins over San Francisco and Buffalo where they looked like the real Bengals. Um, sometimes the answer is pretty simple, which was uh, Joe Burrow wasn't healthy. And now Joe Burrow is healthy and they look as good as anybody. I think they are just as good of a, just as good of a bet to win the Super Bowl as anybody in the whole NFL. John, what were your thoughts here? Yeah, but Buffalo uh, just, re- they refused to, to, to run the football and just, just relying on Josh Allen to do everything. It's uh, th- that's not going to get it done. And, you know, the Bengals pretty, pretty much own them. Uh, the uh, Pratt, the Jermaine Pratt is a, is a star in the, in the making. He's uh, he's everywhere in the defensive line, make a place. He made a, he made a sick interception. Uh, it wasn't last week. It was, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, uh, just uh, uh, tremendous. The, the Bengals keep getting better every week. And, uh, and Buffalo, just uh, something's missing there. I don't know if it's the, uh, you know, the like I said, right, lack of running game. Uh, you know, all them hits they took uh, on a defense starting to catch up with them. It's just uh, it, it looks like bu- bu- Buffalo kind of peaked, uh, you know, middle of last year. And uh, and the, the Bengals are opposite with the, you know, as you mentioned, they they struggled uh, early when it, when it looked like it was going to be a lost season. But uh, but Burrow's recovered and. Uh, and and they're, and they're going to be right there. They might not be able to catch the Ravens, but they they, they should definitely uh, secure a wild card spot. And uh, I don't know about Buffalo. So the thing with Buffalo, and it's more of an intangible thing, but I really felt like last year 
it was kind of similar, John, to the 49ers this year where they kind of like it's like they were they were crowned as something or this is the best team in the NFL. And that's that. And but they never really won anything. Right. Just like just like the Niners. And they still haven't won anything. And I, I, I love Josh Allen. I mean, how you can't be a football fan and not love Josh Allen. He's got to cut down on the mistakes. I think. I don't know if it's a refusal to run the ball more than they just they just can't run the ball. I think they try to run the ball and they just can't. And it's just their their running game just sucks. And it's it's uh, it has to be a function of their their offensive line. Right. And then they abandon it and they even set it on the broadcast. They're at their best when Josh Allen is the running game. Um, They're a talented team, but they're a team. On their best day, they can beat anybody, but I, I have a lot of trouble seeing them put three or four of those together in a row to actually do something here. What do you think, Senior? Yeah, i agreed. The inconsistencies, they tend, you know, if you're going to put three or four in a row in the playoffs against good teams, in the playoffs, you do not want to lose the turnover battle. And basically, when they play good teams, they tend to lose the turnover battle, right? They did last week. I mean, this was a close game, but I believe the turnovers were two to none, right? So <laughs> you're probably not going to win. I mean, it's not like the Bengals blew them out, you know, until uh, until Mixon ran, you know, ran for that first down on third and three with like two minutes to go. They stopped that play. That Allen gets the ball back down by four. You never know. So it, it was a close game, even though watching it, you had the feeling that it was the Bengals game all the way. The Bills hung in there. But yeah, to make a run in the playoffs, right now to make the playoffs is the first thing for them. That's they're certainly not a sure win. But to make a run, they have to get rid of those those turnovers. I mean, that's really their bit two huge Achilles heel, right? You don't you can't run the ball and you tend to turn the ball over and maybe they're related. You know, maybe that's part of why they turn it over. And also now they're dealing with injuries on their defense. They they have to get you know they have to get healthy on defense. But no, I don't I don't I wouldn't see them making the big run in the playoffs if they make it. No, but they're also they're as dangerous as it gets if they're if they're a six or a seven. Do you know what I mean? Oh, they're not the team you want to play if you're the one or two. <laughs> that's the, no. Yeah, that's the other side of it. You know what I mean? If, if you ask me right now, I would say uh, I would say no playoffs. Uh, do, doing the schedule peak, uh, their schedule's at, I crazy. A, I see schedule's... at Philly and at KC, uh, even a home game versus Dallas. You know, at, at Chargers, which isn't exactly uh, you know, it's, it's not a cake. It's a whatever game at Miami. So uh, I, I would say if you you know split 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 decision, uh, no playoffs right away. There's a really strong chance they don't make it because you 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 see them most likely going, you know, win one, lose one. That's kind of yeah. how how they are. Yeah. Um, so ahead of them right now are Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Right. Those are the those yeah. are the three wild cards the, the, right now. The mighty north. Yeah. Um, to be fair, that they've all had their bye week, so they all they all have the same amount of wins, and then the the Bills have an extra loss. The obvious team in there that looks like a pretender is Pittsburgh. Like mm-hmm. like on paper, 
I mean, if the Bills play Pittsburgh on a neutral field, right, the Bills are like 10 point favorites in that game. Um, But there's just that intangible with Tomlin and the fact that this team always gets better and they've kind of lucked their way into this five and three record where if they get better, they're going to keep winning and their schedule's easier. And then the other one is Cleveland. And when I think they probably, I, I think they're the best defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if you get anything from Watson, even just as like a game manager, they're going to make the playoffs, I think. So I really do think it's like Buffalo, Houston, the Chargers and the Steelers fighting it out for that, you know, for that for that last playoff spot, because the Bengals are the other team. The Bengals, I, I would be shocked if, if they if they don't make it. So it's a it's a tall order, John. You're not you're not wrong. I didn't say the Jets, but they're also four and four. But that would be another shock if they made it. Such a scenario for me. All right. And then this week we have. Houston at Cincinnati. Let's hold on that one. We'll talk about the Houston game next. And then we I know we said the Bills schedule is iron. A um, little exception to that this week. Monday night football, baby. Primetime Broncos. Come on. Primetime Broncos. Just like we, we clamor. Let's ride into Buffalo. Can the Broncos, can the Broncos go back to back Chiefs and Bills? Senior. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> coming they're coming off a bye, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So be so they so beat they're the gonna be well rested well rested Broncos. I guess that I guess it could happen, you know, the way they played against the Chiefs, but man, uh, if that ha- if the if the Bills lose that game, then would that would seal their fate as not making the playoffs. They go to five and five with their schedule and then you take a loss like that. There's no way I could I could pick the Broncos to beat them. I mean, the Broncos played one really good game. I know their offense has been pretty good, but I can see Josh Allen just frying that defense up. So I I would like the Bills in that game, definitely. I would say this is the kind of game the Bills generally win, um, but they did lose to the Patriots, which would be a similar type of loss here. But yeah, I mean, if the Bill, I, I think, I think, I think they win this game by 20 points with everything we just said. I think they win this game by 20 points. John sweep it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Bill, Bill, Bill's easy. If, if this was uh the new thing this year is week 12 through 17, the Mondays are going to be flexed. Uh, so if this was, if this was in that period, I think it would definitely be flexed. Uh, the, the first Monday night game in history to be flexed will be a week 14. That's a guarantee. What do we got? It is Green Bay versus the NYG. It will not be on Monday night. Uh, you get argued here first, an exclusive. an exclusive. You could argue those are the two worst offenses in football. Yes. God, that's going to yeah, be a bad. That's a bad game. Yeah, right. it, it won't be on Monday. That's for sure. <laughs> so if, if anyone if anyone has tickets, just assume you're going on Sunday. There you go. <laughs> All right. And um, so I said we'd talk about Houston at Cincinnati next. And I think that so I want to talk about the Houston game this week first. Um, 
few game of the week candidates. This was an exhilarating, exciting game. Houston 39, Tampa Bay 37. Giant coming out party for C.J. Stroud. He was amazing in this game, leading a last-second comeback um, with no timeouts. Just, just fantastic. Just fantastic work by him. Um, he looks like the real deal. The stuff you're hearing coming out of Carolina that they <laughs> what's it? I don't mean to laugh, but whenever whenever the owner meddles, it tends to not be good, right? So you hear that um, what's coming out of Carolina, the GM wanted Stroud and was overruled by the owner. Yeah, <laughs> and they took <laughs> and they took Bryce Young, who right, looks like right, may, true, may or right. may not be an NFL quarterback. Um, but this kid, this kid has got. I mean, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but he is. Um, he's putting together one of the best rookie quarterback seasons in the history of the NFL. You can't, you can't argue that statistically. And he he was fantastic in this game and he really looks like he's got it. Um, what that means for them this year, I don't know. They're not a, you know, not a stacked roster, obviously not a, the world's greatest defense. They're not awful. Um, but, you know, to take a team that was pretty, pretty horrible last year and to be dragging them to a 500 record and making stars out of guys like five foot seven tank Dell. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. When you get, when you have a rookie quarterback like this, huh, John? Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it, if you go back to the, uh, the end of last year where, uh, all the, uh, I'm not gonna say you guys, but all the, the, the tank team, uh, the people with their tank helmets on that, that, that are pro tank and that, that they laughed at, oh, LOL, the uh, Texans, because Lovey Smith, you know, won the last game as an FU and all that. Well, well how, did, how did that work out? Uh, you know, the, the the Panthers with their big first pick. Uh, and also not only the uh, the GM, it was Reich. Uh, you figured you listened listen to a coach that won a, a, you know, a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Uh, you, you figure you might listen to him, that he might know what a good uh, quarterback is. Uh, you know, Reich was was dead. See, he really wanted Stroud too. So it's uh, you know, it's it's rough not to you know shit on the Panthers. But it it just goes to show that sometimes it's not the you know last year they they were all talking Bryce Young. Sometimes if if you get that second or third uh, quarterback, uh, that 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 that's uh, that's the way to go. And uh, you you don't have to tank to 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 do it. So uh, good on the Texans. Senior. Yeah, you know, that's they hit the jackpot in the most important position. So if you're a Texans fan right now, you're having a ball because your team's been terrible. You went through the Deshaun Watson mess and now you got this kid, you know, uh, he's worth 10 Deshaun Watsons right now. You know, he's 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 he's, re- he's really special. And that's you can, something you can build a team around. And I hear some I've heard some talk that. Well, you know, let's give and okay, I agree. Give give Bryce Young a chance. You know, you can't you can't kill him yet and say he's not going to be a good NFL quarterback. It's too early to say that. And they're saying, well, this kid's got the way better. Stroud's got the way better weapons. Of course, he's playing better. Before the season started, would you have said that he had the better weapons? I think he has a lot to do with the fact that those guys. As yeah, I mean, you you would say that bo- that both teams had was very 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 weak weaponry yeah. right like yeah, i mean now, now it's but, a great receiving core in houston you know because because, because the, kid, the kid is electric and you know and, and that was such a fun game to watch you know um mvp baker made some plays kept you know got the touchdown but 
he made one mistake. Don't leave 45 seconds on the clock with with under a touchdown lead when you play when you play CJ Stroud. Baker's so, another guy. You got to be happy. It was a blast. It was a great game. Yeah, Baker played really well. But you got to be happy for him. I mean, you see some of the dog shit quarterback play in this league. I mean, Baker Mayfield. I mean, at worst, is like a top 20 quarterback at this point. Which, if you told if you told me that a couple of years ago, I don't know if I would have believed it. And you can tell. I mean, they're not a great, they're not good, right? But you can tell that that team, that he's an actual leader too. And that team plays their asses off for him. So I think he's always had the leadership quality. You know, he's always been a tough guy, but he's playing a lot better. And that, and that goes to show that, you know, it's early, it's early to judge quarterbacks in their first, second year, you know, and that's, but that's the new way of the NFL. It was a time that they wouldn't have been playing in there for a second year. They would have been like Aaron Rodgers sitting behind a veteran and learning. Now they get thrown right in. So some guys, some guys are going to blossom after a few years. You know, they're not, they're not all CJ Strouds. I mean, he, he is awesome. So happy for the Texans. And yeah, he's, it's, it was really fun to watch. That was one of the more enjoyable things to watch Sunday. Definitely. That was awesome. I mean, it's crazy to say, I mean, Baker right now is a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. Cleveland would have been better off just keeping him. I don't think, I I think that's unarguable. Yeah, I mean, look at, and they wouldn't have that crazy contract. And all the draft picks, yeah. So it's like, like you said, you never know. You got to give guys time to develop. Um, With Bryce Young, it just doesn't, it doesn't look good, right, in the fact that so, like, like, take a guy like Fields, right? Fields, by, like, any statistical measure, was putrid as a rookie. Like, one of the worst worst, <laughs> worst guys to play that many games at quarterback in, like, the history of the NFL. But you could see that, the you know, he was raw, that the tools were there, right? With Bryce, you know, I think one of the things that he was supposed to be coming in was polished. Because he's not real toolsy, right? He's small, real small. He doesn't have yeah, a big arm. He's not super mobile. So it's really like like he was kind of he like that was he was coming in as a guy with some polish, and he has looked anything but that. So he has looked like a not toolsy guy who also has trouble reading defenses. So it's pretty, it's pretty concerning. It's pretty concerning. Like I would say like Matt Jones looked better as a rookie than Bryce, than Bryce does now. Yeah. Mac Jones looked better as a rookie than Mac Jones does now too. Yeah. we. Yes. (laughs) Awful. Awful. But anyway, great story in Houston. They go to Cincinnati this week after all the nice stuff we just said about C.J. Stroud. I would love for them to go in there and beat the Bengals and continue this great, great story. What I think is more likely is that he plays a good game. Maybe they put up a fight, but this Bengals team is just too good, especially at home. No way I'm picking against the Bengals here. I like the Bengals. John. Yeah, it's going to be a little humble pie, but uh, the, the Texans will continue to grow. But I think this is going to be a, a rather easy win. The Bengals are rolling in the jungle. Senior. Yeah, sweet. You know, even, you know, the Bengals are rolling on both sides of the ball. That's the thing, you know. 
Houston, even though they play a game like this, their defense looks very suspect. The, the Bengals' defense is damn good. So, yeah, much much more complete team, much more seasoned team. Yeah, Bengals. All right. And um, while, we're, while we're talking AFC playoff contenders here, um, two gigantic blowouts this week. We'll just talk about them both quickly. One a little more impressive than the other. Um, Cleveland... 27, Arizona zero as unsurprisingly, tell me guy what you guys think about the nickname. Clayton Looney Tune <laughs> was un, was unable to uh, unable to generate much offense in Cleveland against the best defense in, in the NFL. Uh, I thought you were going to go with uh, Clayton was a little out of tune with his receivers. Uh, that, that, that was the one I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Looney Tune. I think I said it from the beginning. I had poor Ryder with me watching the game, and um, he he he's as a Cardinals fan, he's kind of in that kind of hoping that he was hoping not. He he was kind of hoping they lost that one. He he really likes Kyler, so he wants them to play better when Kyler comes back. His his dream is they get the number two pick and take Marvin Harrison Jr. That's what he wants. So, um, but with with Tune at quarterback. The Cardinals like figured out a way to tank an extra game by tra- trading Dobbs. Not that I mean, not that they would have won this game with Dobbs, but Cleveland Watson came back. He didn't have to do too much. He didn't look great again, but I guess it was a step in the right direction from um, not really wanting to play or just looking like his shoulder lay like he couldn't throw the ball. So he, he at least could throw the ball in this game. Um, he's got a lot to prove for me. He did show some nice chemistry with Amari Cooper. Um, and then more impressively, um, Baltimore 37, Seattle three Baltimore over the last two weeks has really staked a claim where if, you know, if Philly isn't your best team in the NFL, I think you kind of have to go with the Ravens. Um, the Ravens defense is playing fantastic. Um, you could you could make an argument that the two best defenses are in the NFL or in that division and are playing each other this week, but their defense has been phenomenal. They completely shut down Seattle. This was never a game. This was a joke from the uh, from the beginning, and this is multiple games like this where the Ravens have just blown the doors off teams. So they look for real. You know. Harbor, I'll have them ready play come playoff time. And it sets up a really interesting game this week with with Cleveland going to Baltimore. This team played a few weeks ago, these two teams. Um, but it was the game where Watson was ruled out an hour before kickoff. And they had to start Dorian Thompson Robinson, who hadn't taken a lot of first team reps. And Baltimore beat him, I think it was 21 to three. Um, different story this time. The game's in Baltimore. Um it has all the makings to me, guys, of a knockdown, drag out Norris, <laughs> Norris uh, defensive battle that I'm really looking forward to. John, you must be really looking forward to this game. This is right up your alley. Yes. Uh, I, I wish uh, at one o'clock we had this. I think uh, I think we're getting uh, what are we getting? Yeah, we're getting 49 as Jaguars. Uh, I'll be tuned in on the red zone. And uh, this is, uh, yeah, yeah. this week was all all hype on uh, Ravens and Eagles uh, Super Bowls. Uh, sometimes I, that doesn't work out uh, in 
when we're at, uh, at week 10, usually the, you know, the, the Super Bowl matchup that's predicting a week 10, you, you know, usually, uh, then our teams peak after that. So we'll see, but, uh, 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 the Ravens, uh, you know what I'm going to go to. Offensive line is just uh, motoring people. If if you watch uh, uh, y- your boy Saturday, uh, your favorite coach, your favorite ex coach, uh, <laughs> when he does the pancakes, it's always uh, the same teams. It's always uh, Eagles, Rave, you know, somebody from the Eagles, Ravens, or Vikings uh, with the best offensive line. So that, that yeah, their offense is uh, rolling. What they got the guy uh, from uh, Georgia, Monken, uh, the the OC is yep. a real real good job there. They yeah, they got him rolling. I think uh, I think the Browns will keep it close, but. Uh, I think I think uh, Baltimore's too hot right now, and they're they're gonna they're gonna pull it out. Uh, this this should be a good one, and this should be a tight one. But uh, I can't go against the Ravens here. Yeah. Lamar's playing so good too. Mistake-free football. Mistake-free sure. football is such a big thing, and Monken has he's got them throwing a little bit more and not turning the ball over, which is huge. Yeah, um, and it was it was very heartwarming to see that uh, that that last touchdown that that uh, Beckham got, so, yeah. where, where he did a great celebration. I said yeah. it, was, it was it was beautiful to see for him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you want if you want you want a guy to dunk on you when the score's thirty to three, he's your guy. Clutch, Mr. Clutch, yes. <laughs> senior. <laughs> senior. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the, as you talked about, the Ravens blowing out two teams. I have to say all these th- good things about the Ravens because I got to be objective and I, it kills me. I hope they're peaking too soon. But uh, they not only blew out a couple of teams, they blew out two teams that were in first place. <laughs> you know, these were big matchups, right? Seahawks were in first place. The Lions were just rolling over everybody and they blew the doors off of both of them. As John says, the trenches, that offensive line is just, they rushed for like 300 yards in this game. The offensive lines running people over, and you had the the thunder and lightning combination of Gus the bus, and suddenly this guy that arrived in, in that game, Keaton Mitchell, who has some speed. It's you know basically when an off it just shows you how it an off what really makes an offense function that line. I mean, Keaton Mitchell and Gus the bus looked like. Uh, Barry Sanders and Earl Campbell combined in that game. You know, it's that offensive line is awesome. And, you know, and you contrast it with if you watch the Jets game Monday night, how an offense just can't function when an offensive line is just awful. It just just doesn't matter. You just have no chance, you know, like Brees Hall is probably way more talented than either one of those running backs. But He's not he's not combining with someone for 300 yards behind that offensive line. You know, so yeah, I got to give the Ravens credit. They're quick clicking on all cylinders. When you get that running game going like that, you say, as, as you say, Lamar is playing great. But a quarterback is always going to play better when I, I mean, he's getting protected. And when you're able to really run the ball like that, it sure makes a quarterback's life a lot easier. The play action just always works. They look really good. I like the Browns' defense, but offensively, the Ravens are so much better than the Browns. That you, and at home, you know, I, I, I like the Ravens to win this game. It's probably a sweep. I like the Ravens as well. I think it's a close game. Um, but in a close game, I favor the team with the better quarterback and the better field goal kicker. <laughs> and, um, 
that does certainly what the Ravens have in this game. So I think, you know, 16, 13 type of a uh, type of game. I think the Browns really show up for this one. I really like them. I really, that defense is, is fantastic. And Watson is, is, you know, one would think he is capable of being the guy, but he's got to show me this would be, this is a go- great opportunity for him. Um, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's up for, for doing what needs to be done to beat the Baltimore Ravens the way they're playing. So clean sweep, clean sweep. So let's go to, we just talked about them as we're sticking in the AFC Monday night football. We had the chargers heading to New York to take on the jets. Hopes were high in New York Um, jets, especially the whole division lost golden opportunity for the jets and um, 27 to six chargers. The Chargers defense, not good, has not been good, not good. So that, like Senior mentioned, um, that six is a function of the uh, the, the Jets ineptitude on offense. And I read it somewhere, and I think I agree with it, that the stubbornness, the stubbornness of the of the of this franchise first to not go get a better backup for Aaron Rodgers and then to not do something even like Minnesota did and go get, go get somebody, anybody else, um, I think is their downfall. And I agree. And I know John, you're going to say their offensive line sucks and it does. It does. But I mean, this guy, this guy's proven he's not, he's not an NFL quarterback, at least a winning one. And unfortunately I think that's going to be the story of the season where you have a, a team that, you know, with an 11 and six, 12 and five roster, who's going to go eight and nine because of him senior. <laughs> and the real shame of it is their defense is so good. Even in this game. I mean, there was one touchdown that was a punt return. There was one touchdown that was a, a turnover where they had first, they got the ball first and goal at the one. The, And the Jets defense were just constantly getting thrown right back on the field and they stayed tough. They, you know, you talk about the Cleveland defense or any ball or the Ravens. I I put the Jets defense right up there with any of them. Their defense is really, really good and they're young. But the offense, be it, and and I think it starts with the line. But I mean, obviously, bad quarterback play doesn't help. But I mean, he got killed in this game, the poor kid. I mean, eight sacks and. It's not just because he's holding the ball too long. There were times where he was barely b- b- able to set his feet and there were two guys on top of him. And I mean, yeah, they, it's a shame that you have a defense that good and you absolutely zero support from the offense. Tells me that yes, I don't see any way that they're a playoff team. No, but you see like what Minnesota did, right? Is at least they gave themselves a fighting chance. Right. By going by going and getting a guy and not Dobbs isn't Josh Allen, but at least it like he proved in Arizona is at least serviceable. Right. And you've got a guy back there. And again, I know the line isn't good, but by every metric is is one of the worst quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. And he seems like a good kid. And I feel I feel bad for him, but I think it's it's criminal. I think it's criminal to not to not have something better back there with the, with the team that they have. Yeah. Got John. <laughs> yeah, let John speak. 
Well, you, you already said what I'm what I'm going to say. It, it's the the big difference. Uh, Dobbs can can do what he does because Minnesota's got one of the best offensive lines in the league. He's got at least time to do something. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I hate to come off like defending O Wilson, but as if you're going to get somebody else, what are, what are they going to do behind that offensive line? You got you got a guy. They when you lose your right tackle and 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 you don't have a, a serviceable backup. They had the guy a turn a turnstile was in there. The guy doesn't belong in the league. It was it was like every play he was. You know, he, he was getting smoked, so it's it, it, it's non-competitive. So, for for like three or four weeks, the you know the the Jets poor Salah got a break when the, when they had their winning streak and they had a bye. But as soon as they lose the game, he has to answer a hundred questions about oh, Zach Wilson sucks. When are you gonna yeah, when are you gonna change and, your quarterback? And and I should be more fair too. I think it's it's equally on Hackett because if you know, like, I mean, they they watch the line every week, right? So yeah, yeah. what what do you what do you some RPO plays or something? Yeah. What if you do if your offensive line sucks? Exactly. Uh, right. You run yeah. plays to get the ball out. Boom, boom, boom. Even even two two yard passes, whatever. Right. Yeah. They're not yeah. running those plays. It's, and, it's tough to change on the fly. They brought in Hackett and everything, and everything was designed because you know he 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 caters the offense towards Rogers. That's Rogers' boy. So it, it it's kind of tough to. The, the, uh, he doesn't have the you know the capabilities to to change the offense you know like that and then throw in like some RPOs or something like that. But but uh, you know any quarterback you you're gonna get it. I don't I don't I don't think the results are gonna be that much. You're seeing you know Zach made a couple plays in those uh, in those wins when he when he had time. So it's but he does hold on to the to the ball uh, too long. You got to get rid of the ball. Uh, you know. Definitely, he he deserves part part of the blame, but not all of it. It's just uh, he he just doesn't have like a good feel for the game. Yeah, he just doesn't. But, and on the other side, uh, all, all you got to do uh, the, and the defense phenomenal. They they held Herbert to you know measly 136 yards uh, passing, but but all, but all, when they don't cause any turnovers, uh, they they're not going to win the game. Uh, you saw the and you know the game before us the the Giants when uh, the team that had negative six Gift. yards passing should have won the game, <laughs> you know because they didn't they didn't turn the ball over. So it's uh, it's a it's it, it's a tough spot, but uh, it, I guess I guess it's deserved. It. But but the, you know the poor coach is saying, damn, you know you know you know guy guys that got like you know Mahomes and, and these quarterbacks, they don't have to answer friggin' uh, you know hundred questions about you know what are you gonna do with your quarterback? It, it puts such a burden on on the coach, but. But but once again, you have you have to have an offensive line, uh, right tackle and left tackle, uh, probably the second most important positions in uh, in the NFL. Uh, you know, behind quarterback, you saw that even a even a Super Bowl was decided. Uh, you know, everybody talks about that that uh, you know Brady beat the uh, uh, the Chiefs, uh, Mahomes, but that that Super Bowl was decided because that you know the Chiefs lost their uh, their right tackle before that game, and, and Mahomes got swamped. So you know. With, with sacks that that whole game, it, it wasn't really just uh, you know about Brady beating him. So it's a it's an important position. It is. You know the Bengals had one of the league's often worst offensive lines the last few years. Yeah, but you know where where are they? Yeah, caught, find, caught up. They're not going to bring Joe Burrow in. No, no. Of He's course one not. of those two but, or three. But my point is like, I, 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 you know, you have a. You can overcome poor offensive line play yeah, with, but, with a real uh, quarterback. With the, with, the, with the Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, you're using one of the top. Yeah. Not, not a, 
I mean, for, for what it's things. worth, I mean, Mike White, Mike White behind the same offensive line. One game, one was game. at least serviceable. Uh, was at least one, serviceable. One, one game, one game. But but he couldn't sustain it. You know, he had like one or two good games. It, it, it's gonna come off like I'm a Zach Wilson supporter, but I'm uh, I'm just saying it. There's a there's a lot there's a lot into it. Once again, it comes down to if you don't have those that 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 top five or ten quarterbacks, you're just spinning your wheels. Uh, you just it's a it's a crapshoot. I mean, they could use like someone a little more mobile, maybe. I mean, I don't know, but I, it just it, it nah, sucks. It sucks. Well, it sucks. Yeah, but like with more like. A game sense, like mobile. Yeah. Wilson's mobile in the sense that he can run to the right and then throw the ball out of bounds. Yeah, he's scared. He's scared that that's another thing. He's scared to throw in. He's so scared to throw an interception <laughs> that he's holding the ball and you know doing checkdowns and throwing it away. It's a yeah. It's all snowballing for the poor kid. Yeah, it's a tough situation, and I just feel I feel bad because it is a really like it's got to be real frustrating. Like if you're like one of the Williams brothers. <laughs> A sauce gardener on that defense. I mean, the Chargers have one of the best offenses in the league, and they just completely shut them down and yeah, still but, game by 21 points. But also, he gets 100% of the heat. That there was drop passes. Even uh, you know, even the great Wilson, uh, the receiver, you know, he he fumbled a rare turnover for him. So, and uh, there, there were drop passes and and stuff. But it's always uh, it's all on him. But 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 you notice in uh, in these games that. Uh, the the commentators are getting lazy. Like like Aikman was was all over. Yeah, him, right? and I, and he, that he, he didn't point out you know he didn't point out the the turn of the the turnstile on the offensive line. I was going to say that that I did, I don't game, I don't want to be aligned with Aikman because I thought he 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 always is tough on quarterbacks. Nah, but it's not just him. In in your game, a lot of these analysts are going lazy. And in, in uh, the Patriot game, I noticed uh, it was a uh, Vilma. Was all over, you know. He, he's he's, he's like, game. oh, yeah. he's like, oh, we got stuck with it with a shitty game, so I have to have an angle. So he was he was all over Mac Jones, and at the end, he was like, oh, that pass should never be thrown. That last interception was it right hit in him the, right in the, the hands. Receiver's hands, yeah. And he was like, oh, you can't make that pass. And Bill yeah. shot that one. That that, that yeah. interception was on was on Bill the GM that, giving yeah. washed up Juju Smith Schuster fucking yeah. twenty five million dollars. Yeah, so so even these analysts are getting uh, getting lazy. Where it's all you know, it's all on the quarterback. So uh, right. uh, if you can't beat him, join him. I, I I guess I'm gonna be the, be the same way too. So if the Giants lose this week, it's all because of uh, Tommy DeVito. No. <laughs> I mean, there's something to be said. The Giants' offensive line is is just like the Jets. Worse. Yeah, third. Uh, yeah, worse. Even worse. Yeah. And I think like. You saw that the team did improve a little bit offensively with Tyrod. Like Daniel Jones has some of that same stuff Wilson has going on. Like not a great feel for the game sometimes, but uh, anyway. All right. So for these teams, we have Sunday night football. It's actually a very interesting game. And uh, live from Vegas, Jets at Raiders, the rejuvenated Raiders who, you know, whenever a coach gets fired, there's always like a little hit piece that comes out. Oh, my out. God. But the stuff that, I mean, the stuff that came out just... Can, right I, can, can I talk about it? <laughs> can, can I talk about it? It's no slight to you guys, but... Uh, oh, of course, uh, yeah. Uh, before, Mc, before McDaniels got fired, he was having problems, uh, you know, getting a pregame speech going. So he asked uh, Antonio Pierce to, uh, to, to give the team uh, some motivation. And, and Antonio Pierce went into a long... Uh, a motivational speech about how the uh, 
the Giants were underdogs versus uh, you know the the undefeated Patriots, and and their defense figured held held that great offense to 14 points because the offensive coordinator was so lousy, and uh, maybe he didn't realize that the coach was. And then you know supposedly uh, you know Josh McDaniels had a nervous breakdown, and you know was brought to tears and said, "Don't ever talk about the Patriots like that." And uh, <laughs> it was a real uh, well, it was it was a, it wasn't a very glorious ending to McDaniels' coaching career. No, and that that was after they had had a team meeting. Yeah. They had had a team meeting where it sounded like the te- like all the veterans on the team just took turns just ripping into McDaniel's. But for whatever reason, like didn't I mean the same kind of stuff happened in Denver. Uh, he must just be a real unlikable guy as a, as a as a head coach because like you know the like it's like the opposite. The social skills. Uh, the social win, skills win, are lacking. Win one for the Gipper. It's you know he like this was like more like. Urban Meyer type of stuff going on here, yeah. uh, but anyway, they came, <laughs> they they came out and played a really good game against the Giants, oh, yeah. and um, they looked happy as clams in the in the locker room after. Oh, where this yeah. this yeah. could be a I mean, in Pierce, I don't, I have no idea how he is X's and O's wise, but he's uh, he's definitely he's definitely uh, got them got them motivated. And yeah. it might just be like a, hey, he's not McDaniels kind of thing. He, you know, he's got his players back. Uh, he could he could hide a gun real good uh, if, yeah, if you need that. Plaxico. Uh, <laughs> another, another another high spot in Giants. This is your typical uh, <laughs> this is your typical uh, Jeff Saturday, uh, you know, for first game, uh, first game coach. I, I think the dead cap bounce is going to happen this week and uh, the, the Jets should be able to pull it out. I, I think we're going to be having a VIP uh at the game in person. So I think the Jets are going to pull it out for him. You got the Jets here? Yeah. Senior, who do you like in this game? Max Crosby and Raiders defensive line to to just raise all kind of havoc with that Jets offensive line. Jets defense stands to, This might be your lowest scoring game of the week. I'm going to say. Oh, I don't know about that, Senior. There's one okay, we haven't talked well, about yet that's a, that's a clear front runner. Okay, well, I'm going to go with 13-10 Raiders. I like I like the Raiders as well and um similar similar story to senior. I I, I think I, I'm going to I'll say the same thing. I I said this about the Jets Giants game and they right up until the end um no touchdowns for the Jets in this one. I think so, they'll get okay, one on so defense. My 10 is gone. 10-6, 17-6, something like that. The, the Antonio Pierce train keeps rolling. Nah, they didn't right. get one on defense. Aiden O'Connell hasn't uh, faced a, a defense like this. Agreed. They don't They don't get a lot of turnovers is the thing. Um, that's the one thing the defense nah, there, there were a couple games where they, uh, they had it rolling. So I, I think they're going to get a couple here. You can run on them a little bit. Josh All Jacobs right. gets to go. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So, John, you're on Zach Wilson Island, which is exactly, <laughs> exactly where you belong after you defended him for 25 minutes. <laughs> Fitting. Yeah. All right. And uh, the game I was alluding to, you have the uh, the Packers at Pittsburgh in a pitched defensive battle, most likely. Um the Packers 20 to 3 victory over Brett Rippon and the Rams. If you watch the game, I think if Stafford plays the Pat, the Rams probably would have won. Rippon is um 
you know, not not replacement level, just horrible, horrible quarterback. <laughs> when was the last quarterback that got cut a week after getting the starting? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was like, he's awful. He, he's he's one of those guys who's shown he's awful before. He shouldn't have yeah, been. Up. He he got cut. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> they, I mean, the, the 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 Packers. If you watch the Packers every week. Their 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 offense is really in shambles. Like Love looks like real shaky, real shaky. Um, and Pittsburgh's defense in Pittsburgh at home. Pittsburgh has a real defense. I like the Steelers. The Steelers don't do anything comfortably, but the and the Packers can't score in the first half. So it's like it's a, it's a strange game. It could be zero zero at halftime because neither team has done anything in the first half all season. <laughs> Uh, but, but I like the pitch. I like the Steelers to to end out winning by ten points at home. Senior. As much as it pains me, the Packers are so bad that I'm going to pick the Steelers to win in boring fashion and become by far the worst six and three team in the history of the NFL. Strong statement. John, uh, the Steelers have been out outgained uh, in in yards uh, in in all of their uh, games this year, and, and this will be the first one. Not only will they win, they will they'll have more yards than the Packers too. So, uh, but but it goes back to alluding to to what the senior said earlier in the uh, in the podcast about these these youngsters. Uh, you know, who knows if they they even give a chance anymore? They, you know, Jordan Love, like like next year is going to be a, they're going to be like you know shit or get off the pot. You know. A, if he doesn't show any progress in the next year, they're probably gonna gonna move on quick from him. I think they, mo- I think they move on from him this offseason. Even for, wow, after one year. Ah, after one year, uh, unless he unless he shows something know. different, because yeah. I don't I, I mean, he's been pretty s- sneaky bad. The the yeah. end numbers end out looking okay, but he goes through long long stretches in these games where he just can't do anything. Uh, yeah, and, well, what's uh, what's you, ugly is it's getting worse. Go back he's, though. The the first couple of games of the season, he looked yeah, he, he looked, looked good, yeah, and it's been all downhill ever since. Yeah, you're right. He's regressing. Agreed. I mean, and to be fair, I mean this offense didn't look great last year with Rodgers, but he he does have, you know, they they do have a decent offensive line, but just the eye test. Yeah. I don't know if he's got it. Well, that's the same thing with that. The tackle, uh, Bakhtiari went went out. That, that that's a big that's a big line. You see the same thing with with the 49ers. You know, Trent Williams might be like like a top five MVP uh, uh, player in the league. When he's out, it's a big difference. Yeah, so. agreed, agreed. Um, so we got one other one other, I guess two other games with a uh, big playoff implication. San Francisco at Jacksonville. Um, so both teams coming off a bye. Jacksonville at home here. The Niners on a losing streak, a concerning losing streak. And not not an easy game for them. Not an easy game for them. This is a game that I am I, I have trouble picking. I I don't know who to pick. I think my head says San Francisco, but I mean they've lost three in a row. Jacksonville at home. It's a good team. Purdy Purdy has looked pretty bad, and I don't know. I'm gonna wait to see what you guys pick. Senior, you're you're big you're a big Niners guy. 
Give give us the case and for the Niners. One thing that the, that the Niners have done, you know, if you remember last year, it was Christian McCaffrey. They went out and made a big move at the trade deadline again, this time on the defensive side of the ball to help their pass rush. It seems like if that defense puts it together, it could really be lethal now. They've had a they've had a week to get together. I, I like the way the Jags are playing. I like I like them on both sides of the ball. They run the ball well. They play defense. Lawrence is definitely at least a serviceable quarterback. That's for sure. Um, but I'm going to say it again. I I I just can't see the the Niners losing four in a row, and with an extra week to prepare. I, I got to pick the Niners to win in a, in a tough game. It's a tough game to pick. It's going to be a good game to watch, but yeah, I, I'll, I have to pick the Niners to win. They're not going to lose four in a row. They're too good for that. All right. Chase Young, not as impactful of a pickup as Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion. No, Chron- chronic, chronic underachiever, pickup. but it's like the perfect scenario for him, right? Like if anybody's going to pull that potential out of him, I suppose it's happening in San Francisco. And obviously he shares the defensive line with some pretty, some pretty good guys <laughs> there. Yeah, it's kind of uh, hard to double team them. Yeah. John, what do you, what do you think in this one? I'm going Jags, especially I think Trent Williams is still out. And also the Niners defense been a little soft, although a couple of them, you know, played the Bengals in Minnesota, two of the better passing teams, but they've given up a lot of yards passing. So I'm going to go with the Jags. Niners four in a row. Ever since, uh, you know, ever since Kittle wore that F Dallas shirt. Uh, <laughs> Don't don't show off in October. Show off after you win the Super Bowl. That's uh, that's my thing. I'm down on the Niners. I like the Jags here too. It's it's real tight. I like the Jags here too. I think if Purdy plays a clean game, the Niners win. So my Jags pick is Purdy at, at least one, probably two picks, and that um. That's the difference. Lawrence plays a clean game. Purdy does not play a clean game. All right. So you're on 49ers Island, senior. I've been there before. This is true. All right. And then one more, guys. New Orleans at Minnesota. So you have the uh, division leading New Orleans Saints in what's a pretty bad division. Um, Everybody was looking at Atlanta's schedule. Let's say go Atlanta's Atlanta's going to win that division and Atlanta promptly um, goes out and loses to Josh Dobbs. It's pretty funny. Didn't know, didn't know the playbook. Apparently (laughs) it was like learning it on the fly, real gutsy performance to win. Um, John is Arthur Smith on the hot seat here. He he should because uh, (laughs) with all those weapons, they got, they got uh, again, you know, they got one of the best offensive lines, uh, they're uh, you know a little soft on the on the defense uh, and uh, you know some of his decision makings, but uh, yeah yeah I mean there's talent over there. And then but, he's uh, he's he makes this decision to like they they to not really use the talent. That's the crazy part is they, they spend all this high high draft capital on these skill position guys. And yeah, that's that's uh, uh, he takes a lot of heat because I, I know you guys must uh, um, you've probably got Robinson in a couple of your your fantasy games, but I, I think he's trying to more preserve him. He sees what's going on with the uh, 
you know, the running back going going down. I, I think he's just trying to to, to save a to save his bullets. I know you guys, you know, you get frustrated that, you know, Robinson should be, you know, toting the ball more, but that's probably more, you know, trying to keep him healthy. But, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, but, but, but like, but, he's going to be healthy. He, he's going to be healthy on the couch watching the playoffs on TV. Yeah. But, but also they, you know, their quarterbacks, uh, you know, whoever you're throwing there are mediocre. You see, they have one of the, uh, you know, they're, they're one of the better offensive lines. You see the quarterbacks with weapons and they got time. There's no, there's no excuses for those you know, quarterbacks not not to be better. It, it's not like they're under siege, like uh, you know, my boy with my boy Zach and uh, you know, and, and the Giants. <laughs> you put Zach Wilson on the Falcons, there. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, he'd, he'd be lighting one. it up. He'd be lighting it up. Yeah. He'd be... <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think but gonna... yeah. But this is this is I think is a tough game to call. Who do you like here? Uh the uh, the Saints game. Uh, yeah, the Falcons should have an easy one with the Cardinals, but I'm yeah, I'll I'll go with the Saints uh, in the The Cardinals are favored in that game, I believe. No, nah, come on. Ky- nah, Kyler's nah. back and nah. James Conner. Falcons uh, Falcons uh, minus uh, two from what I see, but uh, yeah, that could change. But no, nah, I'll go with the I'll go with the Falcons and the uh, and the Saints. Uh, the shitty division will rise. Uh, All right, the two uh, the two road the, teams. The South, yeah. And uh, senior, who do you like in those two? We'll, we'll pick them both. Okay, I'm gonna go for two in a row for Josh Dobbs, oh. and <laughs> and I'll take Atlanta as well. All right. I, I like Minnesota as well. They um they seem to have found the magic that they that they lost the the magic they had last year, pulling out the close ones. It's a, it's a real shame Cousins got hurt, but Dobbs has been serviceable enough and nah, I'm going to take the Cardinals. I, I don't like, I don't like Atlanta. So Kyler Murray triumphant, triumphant home win in his, in his return. Right there guys. Was, I, there is I, a good chance that we have a, an under 500 team representing that division in the playoffs. Something that's happened a few times before in the NFL eight and nine, maybe even seven and 10. It's possible. It's a there's not a, division. I mean, there's really not do, a good team in the they division. They play each other. That's that's what will keep their records up, you know. Yeah, de- definitely that third wild card will probably might, will definitely be a probably a eight and nine or a seven and ten or the same same thing there. Yeah, and New yeah. Orleans. I mean, they're in first place, but it was not like this super impressive win against the Bears. No, oh. not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, the, I I mean, the, the Bears kind of had the game, right? And, I know I know we've seen it all before, but the one thing that's impressive when you watch them is all the different things that Taysom Hill does and how tough he is. You gotta I if I was a fan oh, of that for team, sure. I would I would absolutely love that guy. You know, he's a yeah. he's a as blue collar as they get. And to see a guy like that carving out a spot for himself where he's really a valuable player is really cool. I mean he's uh he's really fast. And strong. Yeah, I mean, he's a great, great runner. He's a great runner, but I mean, he's got like, I think that thing that that sets him, you know, sets him apart is he's got a great awareness run, run, you know, running those plays. And like, I think that his speed sneaks up, sneaks up on folks, but he is, he's like, he's a free train. He's impossible to bring down to great game from him. Great, great game from him. Absolutely. And, um, the Bears, the Bears in Carolina on Thursday night football. I know, I know the bar keeps going lower, but I think this is probably the worst one yet. 
Bears Broncos earlier this earlier this year. No, that wasn't this year. That was last year, right? But yeah, the one a, thing that you that I was looking forward to watching it for was it was looking like Fields was going to come back, but but now today they're saying it doesn't look good. Now he's doubtful. They're saying he's probably not going to play. Yeah, but I mean, you got the really battle the of attraction uh, to watching the game. Really, you got the battle of the rookie quarterbacks though, Bajan and Bryce yeah. Young. Bajan's Bajan has arguably been better. Yeah, I got I got a I got he, one. He's got the turnover bug too, though. I got one bold prediction for that for that game. He was playing against Bridgewater State College or whatever last year. Cut the guy some slack. Sorry, John. <laughs> yeah, one one bold prediction for that game. Al Michaels will retire at halftime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're gonna get full on, full on like. Just collecting a paycheck, Al Michaels. Grump, grumpy old that. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I even here? Be like the. Uh, you'll be doing his best uh, euchre from Major League. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So I think we covered all the all the main action. Well, we skipped Germany, but uh, let me ask you guys: what's the what's the latest on uh, the coat? Uh, is there going to be a new coach next year in New England? Uh, let's hear it. From it's you probably time. I mean, I mean, in my in my as a as a Patriots fan, you know, if Bill Bill wants to coach the team till he's eighty, and you know, we're just not going to be very good. Like he's he's earned that. Um, I don't know that Kraft feels that way. Um, it's probably time. Like if you know, we're going to probably finish in the you know get a top three or four pick going to bring a new quarterback in most likely could be could make sense to have a reset at coach as well. I know I saw the I saw the reports the of Vrabel this this week. Like if I'm Vrabel, I don't know why I would want the Patriots job. He's got a he's got a pretty you know, pretty promising looking young quarterback in Tennessee, bet, better team. Ultimate job security there. I I think it would be nuts to come to New England, but you never know. So I um yeah, it's a lost season. Mac Jones isn't the whole problem, but he's certainly not the answer. They might win this game, unfortunately, because it's going to be like a home game for them. Apparently, they are the uh, toast of Germany. I guess Germany they only play one game a week on TV, and it's been the Patriots for the last fifteen years. So they uh they're big Brady fans, but. Yeah, a lot of front runners, uh, you know. But the, yeah, it is what it is, John. You say whatever yeah. you want. Say whatever you want. At the very, at the very least, we won't have Zach Wilson dropping back and throwing passes for us. Yeah, but but some of the reports I seen were shocking. I I I, I said there's no way, and there's no chance of hell that that Bill would get you know, fired in the middle of the season. Or there, there was uh, some reports. I I, th- I think he got some uh, hot shot Boston Globe reporter. That's. Uh, I don't think they would. Stuff, fi- well, you know, I don't think just, they would fire him. Period. Like, I mean, he could walk, I suppose. But didn't they? Uh, didn't they? They extend his contract. I, I think yeah. that was a good that before this way. season, a lucrative yeah. extension before this season. So that well, if think, a team, so that if you want to go to another team, they would, they would, uh, you know, they would get some picks for him. But I they would have to do the same pretty thing much as long as he wants. But I don't know if he wants. But yeah, there was one idiot reporter. But I call him an idiot reporter. But I think part of this is that even and through all the Pat's success and all Bill's success, I don't think the reporters ever liked him because he didn't give them anything. You know, he he belittled them and stuff. So I think this guy was just kicking, a, taking a chance to kick him while he's down. But 
I don't know if you saw it. A guy asked him if he was coaching for his job this weekend. <laughs> and, uh, the, the, this this guy didn't Come get on. the this guy didn't get the uh, the memo. Uh, you know the, the old school uh, Patriot reporters know never to challenge Bill. You just write down when yeah. Bill says he, we're on to Cincinnati <laughs> and that's it. This young guy, yeah. uh, violin or whatever, is uh, you know yeah. stirring up stuff. Just... Ben Volin. I mean, are you coaching for your job? I mean, it's a ridiculous thing to ask a guy as accomplished as him, but. I think this guy said, you know, I've taken all your your snide remarks all these years and I'm going to take a shot at you now while you're down. And Bill was kind of humble with the answer. He said uh, his usual kind of thing. He said, I just hey, control what I can. I just control what I can control. I'm worried about Indianapolis right now. That's it. It's a good answer. Yeah. We're on to we're on to Frankfurt. We're on to Frankfurt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Care to make a pick, senior? Yeah, Indy. It's kind of, <laughs> I've never felt this way before, but I kind of don't mind. I didn't mind last week when they lost it at the end. They lost the close game. You know, why not? Why not lose? Get a higher pick. In a loaded draft. Yeah. Like John said, it doesn't always work out. But uh, no. I'm, I'm going. I'm going Pats and. And also, be careful what you guys wish for. You know, you know, like uh, a perfect example is like, is like the Raiders. Uh, they they were kind of tired of uh, Derek Carr, and and they moved on from Carr. And what did they do? They went with old Jimmy G, uh, who was about ten times worse than Derek Carr this year. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes mistake. be careful. Be careful what you wish for with your quarterbacks uh, when when you move on. You you could get somebody worse than Mac uh, next year. I think. But that's what a lot. Yeah, of I mean, I think that's a risk you take. So he's probably, yeah. I mean, what 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 has he been? Wilson's worse than him, probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, really? Right. Uh, uh, the guys who have started all season, and Wilson was a backup. But of the starting quarterbacks in the league, he's been probably the second worst or the worst. So what do you really have to lose? All right. You know what I mean? All right, like we'll how, how much worse can someone else be? Could 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 be Clayton too, and you never know. <laughs> yeah, put, put Mac, let, let's see what Mac. Uh, let's see if if we go to Cleveland, see how much better he is than Clayton Toon. And I mean, he like he's frustrating, and uh, we, I knew we weren't going to said we weren't going to talk about this, but he's frustrating because he does, unlike a guy like Toon. There are times when he looks like an actual NFL quarterback, but he he makes these killer decisions at the wrong time. Like once a game, there's like a horrible, horrible pick. Yeah. You know, I at least a guy like, you know, like Wilson, even other than that one drive against Kansas City has really never looked like he's had it. You know what I mean? Mac has looked like he's had it, but it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, it's but it's not, a, it's funny him. though. Well, first of all, he's got the worst, uh, you know, uh, you know, thirtieth rank receiving core in the league. But but also, uh, you know, t- teams that aren't that aren't as talented like the Pats because you know a poor drafting. So there's there's a fine line when when you make those one or two turnovers, they're a killer. But but you notice you watch games this year where even the uh, the elites like uh like Pat like Mahomes and and Hurts uh, you know throw a bad one one time, but they, they shake it right off because. You know their teams are great and they overcome them, but but when you're when you're in mediocrity and and that one or two turnover, you know decides the game. That that's when they're magnified. And... 
The, I mean, I guess. I don't think Hurts and Mahomes, in the course of making those turnovers, have like some really awesome yeah, 10 plays. great players, of course. Yeah. Mac, it's, you know, it's either average, average yeah. or turnover. Right. Yeah. It's not like Max, like keep keeping plays alive. And we talked about it earlier. We talked about it earlier where CJ Stroud made these guys, this nondescript receiving core made these guys better than they are. And sure, our, our receive the Patriots receiving core is not very good, but Max certainly has not elevated them at all. <laughs> One of the worst things they did was paying that absolute stiff from the Steelers instead <laughs> of keeping Jacoby Myers, who was their best receiver, which they they could have done for the same money. Same money. They they made a number of mistakes, and that, that was one. And giving Devontae Parker a pretty good contract, what the hell were they thinking? They You know, to get as bad as they are, you have to make a lot of mistakes, and they've made a lot of them. Yeah. And it stinks because the defense is still – the defense the is still offense. good. Yeah, they had a defense uh, that yeah. they just had no shot to I mean, living on the field. You can't change it at this stage of the game, but uh, in an ideal world, you would want to keep Bill as a coach, and uh, but, but Bill the GM has failed more than the past few years. But I, I, I don't I, think I, he – I don't think he would stay nah, without that, yeah, without that power a, now that he's had it possible. so long, you know? Yeah, that's not possible, sure. Yeah. Well, closing the show out on a sour note, but that's okay. <laughs> no, sorry, guys. This make, a, a US, make a UFC prediction. So. This yeah. is – um. so, John, first, I, I just want to state for the record that – we spent a good 25 minutes combined def- with John defending Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. <laughs> I did not. So not defensive, not, uh, yeah, yeah. we're on to the UFC. We're on to the UFC. So we got, let's just pick the, 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 the two main events. Um, we have Pavlov, Sasha Pavlovich versus Sergey Pavlovich. I'm sorry. Sasha Pavlovich was the NBA player. Sergey Pavlovich. <laughs> Versus Tom Aspinall for the vacant, which is going to be interim, which will be interim for a long time due to John Jones's injury, heavyweight title. And then Alex Pereira versus Yuri Prohaska for the light heavyweight title. Senior, who do you like? Well, in the heavyweight one, I mean, these are these are both real hard fights to pick. This is they're as good as it gets. It's a, they're much of a coin flip as you get. And they, they're all guys that can put somebody's lights out real quick. I'm really pulling for Aspinall. I really like him. But hold a gun to my head. And I'll say Pavlovich by knockout. But I wouldn't be shocked if Aspinall with his hand speed and foot speed is able to is able to overcome him. And also his, his wrestling. But Pavlovich just hits so hard. And he just, apply, he just walks you down and applies constant pressure. And... If I had, to, if I have to make a pick, I go Pavlovich, and I'm going Alex Pajeda by knockout to uh, gain the light heavyweight title, and in in a year's time, and not too very long in the UFC, he'll have held two different belts. What he's what he will have accomplished is absolutely amazing. But again, I would not be surprised if the samurai Yuri Prohaska beats him. These are both phenomenal fights, and. I can't wait to hang with you guys and and be there. And it's going to be electric in MSG Saturday night. Agreed, senior. John, 
Yeah, Pereira shocked us last year, and uh, I think this will be less of a shock. Uh, he he already has the experience uh, in winning a main event, so I'm, I'm going with Pereira again and uh, and Aspinall in the in the heavyweights. All right, and I am going to go. I'm going to go Pavlovich by knockout, so I'm with Senior on that one. And I like Prohaskar in the main event. Um, I did not. I didn't think Pereira looked great against Jan Blahovich in a fight. So basically the with Pereira, the thought is the longer the fight's standing, the better it is for him. And the more of a chance he's just going to knock the guy out. Um, Blahovich stood with him a lot and didn't get knocked out. And it was a very, very close fight that he won. Um, Prohaska, very, very, very good unorthodox striker. Um, coming up, the big layoff is what worries me, but I am just, I am going to go Prohaska, but it could be a, and I'm going to go Prohaska by knockout, but I think it's very, very possible. Could go the other way as well. A couple of great fights and ditto what senior said. Can't wait to be there with you guys. Yeah. And of course, uh, Long Island's own Matt Frivola, the steamroller. Hopefully comes to ask me another one versus Dennis. Benoit Saint-Denis. That's a great fight. An animal, yeah, yeah. It would be an amazing win for for, for Vola because the guy he's fighting is an absolute animal. That's I'm looking forward to it, and we got a really good women's fight too. So beautiful. It's, it's going to be an awesome night, all in all. All and, right, guys. So fantastic. One of our longest episodes yet. That we're at an hour and twenty four minutes. We and we mentioned how long. John defended Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. That took us over our standard hour by that by that amount. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. We had a lot to catch up on after missing last week. We are here on the North South Connection Podcast Network. Lots of great content. I personally do one one additional show, which is called Talking Docs with uh, Jennifer Smith and Logan Crossland. Uh, we talk about documentaries. We have another one coming up. We're in, we're still in the animal kingdom. Um, so don't miss that. Senior, this is your only your only show. I know you save it all for this show. John, anything you anything you'd like to uh, tell the tell the audience about? Uh yes, uh, college basketball season. You guys made your first uh, pilgrimage to the uh, to the Amp uh, to watch your Friars and uh, the uh, Mike Rossi and our, our own Andrew Reich did the uh, did a uh, big uh, two hour NCAA preview on the uh, NOSO Network. So that. Uh, uh, it's good to have another sports uh, show on the uh, on the network. So, so check that out. Uh, Andrew Reich. I don't think uh, not too many guys know know more about uh, college hoops than him. And, uh, and Rossi's a great dude, even though he's a UConn fan. Uh, well, we won't hold that against him. Uh, they very knowledgeable. All right. Thank you, John. So for Senior and for John, I'm the Cowboy, and I'm out. Enjoy the games this week. Fuck Ed Cooley.